Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a ton of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I edit? How do I get my show on all the podcasting apps? Well, the answer to all of these questions is pretty simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Simon and I love Anchor. Honestly, we record, we drop it in Anchor, and it's automatically distributed out to our community. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start, and I can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, we are live, and by we, I mean myself. Murph's not here this week. I am having a solo round. I wish I had him here so I could have his sound effects, but no. It's a solo round. Uh, I haven't done this ever. Technically, I did it on like our second episode because Murph like dipped out on me, didn't want to do it or something like that. <laughs> but we re-recorded it, so it doesn't exist. This week, it just kind of fell apart. He, uh, he's got dad stuff, obviously. He, he couldn't get away for any allotted time over the weekend. And after about a month off of work with a newborn, he went back this week. So he couldn't stay up late. Uh, over the you know on Sunday or whatever because he had to go to work and uh, we just hadn't had a chance to record and you know being that I thought that Murph and I were going to record I didn't line up a special guest and I really didn't feel like putting anybody on the spot so I figured I'd come through on a Wednesday and do some comic book talk I haven't done it in the past few weeks I haven't I've been avoiding my my pull list additions I've been trying to figure out a way to to revamp it. So with that being said, if you aren't into comic books at all, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. But you can stop now and catch us next week where we're talking about more comic book stuff. But it'll be me and Murph together talking about the upcoming Captain Marvel movie, which has gotten a lot of stupid flack already on the internet, but I don't want to get into that. All the notes, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about doing this by myself, but all the notes that I've made for myself, can I'm probably going to be done in 10 minutes. So, if there's any awkward long pauses or whatnot, just enjoy because we're here, we're talking, we're hanging out, it's Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a great week. I know I am. So yeah, it's weird. It's definitely weird doing this without Murph. I got a couple of bullet points that I want to touch base on, and but that's it. Yeah, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll be able to to fill up 30 minutes. We'll see. So again, if at this point if you don't want to hear any comic, I am going to do an Umbrella Academy small review after my my quick notes. So if you want to stay for that. That's cool. I'm going to do kind of, you know, Murph and I usually do a quick chat on our notes 
newsworthy things, and then we jump into our topic. So I'm going to still do that. I just won't have any deep sighs or angry comments because Murph's not here. So I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to do a review of the new Netflix series, Umbrella Umbrella Academy. Sorry, I got a frog in my throat. And then I'm going to do some comic book talk. So it's not a complete waste of an episode. I feel like anybody should give that show a chance. You know, if you watch TV and we'll talk, or if you watch Netflix, and we'll talk about why in just a second. So, yeah, hang out for a little bit. At least at least hear that part if you're interested in the Netflix. So if maybe you saw the, I mean, they put it all over it. As soon as, as soon as you turn on Netflix, it's the first thing that pops up. So if you've seen it and you were interested by it, we'll talk about it today. But it won't hurt my feelings if you turn this one off. Thanks for stopping by. And let's jump right in. First things first, there's been some news this week about Army Hammer being in final talks to play Batman in the upcoming Matt Reeves uh, solo Batman film called The Batman. According to an exclusive report by Revenge of the Fans, they had an insider scoop. They knew someone that knew someone that said it was happening. That seems to not be the case anymore, though. Several writers across the entertainment industry almost immediately debunked the rumors, including Umberto Gonzalez from The Rap, Justin Kroll from The Variety, and Boris Kitt from The Hollywood Reporter. Kidd noted that casting meetings officially approaching actors for the lead role haven't even begun yet. He did also hint that there will be potentially news this week regarding the eagerly anticipated project. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they're just they'll have if they haven't casted anybody or even approached anybody for casting, I don't see what the big news will be. Maybe a summary of the story or some solid plot points. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. But poor Revenge of the Fans. They thought they had a scoop and it it didn't turn out. Army Hammer also himself said the following day that he hasn't even been approached. No one has even talked to him about (laughs) or mentioned it to him. If you know anything, Army, it would be the second time Army Hammer is tied to the Batman name. There was a movie a few years ago we talked about in an episode or two ago called Justice League Mortal and he was tied to be Batman they had it suited out and everything but it just didn't happen and so that that role kind of fell by the wayside poor Army Hammer he just keeps they just keep giving him that that hope who's to say he even wants it anymore though he's a little older he's supposed to be young Batman it's not that he looks super old but you know there has been an official a list out of the DC movies. So a few years ago, whenever Marvel put out their big list of all their movies, I mean, it was so many movies, uh, and they they pretty much come out with all of them. DC, all you know, instantly did the exact same thing where they put all these movies out: Flash, Cyborg, just a crap ton of movies that they were going to do. They put out a, re- a new list, which is slightly slimmer. 
And if you got a second, I will, uh, I'll go through those with you. So first up we have, then a lot of these aren't even in theaters. So that's the thing. It's not even theatrical movies. DC has always done their animated movies really well. And I think they're leaning into that right now. I don't know. First of all, unless we got Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which looks cool because if you watch Justice League, the cartoon at all, it's in the same Bruce Tim animated style. And that one's coming out March 30th this year. So, I mean, it's it's cool. It's an animated series. But again, these, DC was supposed to be coming out with a crap ton of big theatrical movies. And it just kind of sucks that it, it shows that they were just trying to keep up with Marvel. It's a bad look. That'll be a good one. Shazam, I don't really have a lot of hope for this movie. Murph really hates his puffy suit, even though Zach Levi said that he wasn't wearing a puff suit. He said he's been working out. We'll see. Uh, that movie is coming out. When does that movie come out? April 5th, so soon. It's really weird. I So they had the NYC Toy Fair, which they have every year last year. And I saw some of the action figures from the Shazam movie. And they have all the, the other kids, I guess, in his orphanage also getting powers, which it happens. There's a Shazam or Captain Marvel of DC, a family, and they all get their powers. Miss Mar- Marvel or whatever her name is going to be. And uh, Mary Marvel... I think was her old name. But I, I think, you know, they obviously had to change that because of Captain Marvel and Marvel. But yeah, it's a huge spoiler. So if those kids all get powers in this movie, it's just going to be stupid because they released all these toys straight from the jump. I, don't, I just don't see it in this movie. This movie, it's tied to the old ones. They had a battering in the drawer and all this stuff. So I feel like it's probably going to die out with those. It's sad to say. Could have been good. Looks a little too cartoony. Next up on the list is Joker. Again, I'm not really thrilled about this one. It's... it's. I don't even know if it's tied to, the, the, to any of the movies that are out right now. Or Batman at all. It's an 80s style or 80s time period origin story of the Joker. So, I mean, we'll see. Without without Batman being in there, I think it's just kind of weird. So, I don't know. Walking Phoenix is in it. It it just, to me, it looks weird. It comes out this year in October. We'll see. I'm not interested in it. Just like I'm not interested in the other one that had, that's supposed to be coming out uh, with... What's that guy's name? Jared Leto. That played in the Suicide Squad movie. I'm not excited about that one either. So... We'll just I don't understand why they would make two Joker movies. I don't understand why they would make one Joker movie. And then even more, why would they would make two unrelated movies? They they just they really need to get their their movie department down there. So a movie that I am excited for, uh, fourth on their list is Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is one of the most delightful crossovers in recent comic history. They've had two of them. They had, well, they actually had three of them. They had the animated series Batman, like from the actual cartoon back in the day, with the animated series Ninja Turtles. They had a, a crossover that was really fun, and then they made it 
more of the mainstream Batman and uh, mainstream Turtles for the comic books, that is. And, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty cool. I liked it a lot. And so we'll see. We'll see. That comes out this spring. They actually just announced it. I can't believe it comes out this spring. Yeah, they had their their the first one and the third one comes out. The third installment in that series comes out this year, so they'll probably come out around the same time. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming out that soon. Number five, Batman Hush, another DC original animated movie. It's going to be out in July or August. It's a Batman movie. It'll be good. Could have been a really good movie movie, but again, they killed it with their with their animated movies. Six on the list is Wonder Woman Bloodlines. This too, animated movie. Yikes! This just all animated movies. None of the the only theatrical movie we had so far is Shazam. Oh, and Joker. Blah. Gross. The next seven is Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans, which could be fun. I like the Teen Titans Go movie. The show was pretty funny, funnier than I thought it was when it originally came out. But everyone talks about the old Teen Titans cartoon and how great it was. Well, this is this is cool because it had it's going to feature both of them, and it's the first time that those old Teen Titans will be back since back in the day. So that'll be cool. Eight on the list is Birds of Prey. They they had a little. Uh, Teaser come out already this year for it, and that's a that's not until next year, February 7th, 2020. Number nine, Wonder Woman 1984, which is the sequel to Wonder Woman, which is I think either DC's biggest hit or second to Aquaman now. Number 10 on the list is a movie called Super Pets, which I don't know why they would come out with that, but that's that's it. And then, of course, Matt Reeves, The Batman, which is June 25th, 2021, followed by The Suicide Squad, August 6th, 2021. So completely mix out all the other movies that you could have listed. I don't know what it means for the actors, like who Ray Fisher that was playing Cyborg, the guy that was playing Flash. I mean, I don't know what it means for all of them. Maybe they don't either. That sucks. That really does suck because it just was plan. It was just poor planning, as we talk about all the time on here. Just poor planning. Sucks, sucks, sucks. Oh well. So Netflix earlier this week finally put the last nail in the coffin and canceled both The Punisher and Jessica Jones, even though Jessica Jones' newest season hasn't even come out yet. I can't say that anyone is surprised, but. Man, it sucks. It sucks. And a lot of people have a misconception that it's Disney canceling these shows to gear up for their streaming service, which comes out later this year, but it's not the case. As a matter of fact, one of the actors from The Punisher, I don't remember which one said it, but one of the actors from The Punisher said that they they can't even reprise the role for two years. So it would be two years from now, which isn't that long. DC streaming service comes out at the end of this year. And then it would be a little more than a year later. But that's not the case. Netflix is actually the one that canceled all of the shows. Uh, these are Marvel Disney was actually kind of surprised, but not surprised by it. But they were, they, yeah, let's just say they were surprised by it. 
But Daredevil had three more seasons written, so it's and potentially Punisher, even though the second season was weaker, still good. Luke Cage, I thought, had so much potential. Iron Fist, obviously not. Jessica Jones, it wasn't the worst out of the four. So there was a lot of potential for shows to be, or for stories to be told with those shows. And it's just kind of sad that Netflix canceled them. A lot of people have been wondering why. And actually, yesterday, Tuesday, everyone kind of got their answer. Netflix didn't have ownership stake in any of the Marvel TV series. Each of the six Marvel shows was owned by Disney, and Netflix paid ABC Studios a steep licensing fee for each season of the respective series. So they were paying. I mean, again, they make millions of dollars, but they had to pay for all those shows. So it just didn't seem financially viable for them, I guess, especially with DC pulling people away to their DC Disney pulling people away with their streaming service towards the end of the year. So it sucks, but it's a numbers game with those people high up. I I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why they would do it, but they did. So there you have it. That is pretty much all the news I have. Oh, DC announced this. DC announced this week this event series called Deceased, which is DC and then E-A-S-E-D, which I thought was weird, but I dove into it a little bit. It's written by Tom Taylor. He wrote the Injustice book and X-Men Red, which are two really good books. For Injustice, the comic book to be based off of the video game, it was one of the best stories I've read in, in a long time. It actually kept kept me into it. Way more than a lot of the DC books that were out. And X-Men Red is probably one of the best X-Men books that I've read in the past decade. So, I'm interested. But as you as you read into it a little bit more, it's just kind of like, what? So the synopsis is, A mysterious technovirus has been released on Earth infecting 600 million people and turning them instantly into violent, monstrous engines of destruction. So, What? So, a few years ago, Marvel came out with a series called Marvel Zombies, and that's that's what it's sounding like. It hasn't been confirmed if it's in the main continuity or if it's an alternate universe, which I hope it is, because it's just kind of dumb. It's just kind of dumb. They said that no entity in the DC Universe is strong enough. Even Darkseid could get infected by it. So, it just seems kind of dumb. I don't know. DC messed up a few years ago with their uh, their big event that rebooted their universe, Convergence, and I feel like they just need to stay away from big altering events for a while. We'll see. They they seem to not know what they're doing. So I do like Tom Taylor though. So we'll see. I ho- I hope it's not a. I hope they're not. It's a little late to the game to be trying to compete with Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombies came out like eight years ago and it's had various spinoffs from that one series marvel zombies the first one was really good real real good so may 1st is when it should be coming out and we'll have more on it by then hopefully the youtube series is up by then and i can do a full-on review of it i don't know we'll see that's all i got for the news section and let's talk a little bit about game well comic book news section that is let's talk a little bit about gaming 
just to switch it up a little bit, Apex is everywhere right now. It's huge. Everyone's playing it. It's a new Battle Royale that's closer to Call of Duty's Battle Royale than that of Fortnite, which really took over in 2018. It's looking like Apex will take over in 2019 just because of the buzz it has right now. Fortnite's kind of the same old, same old. Hasn't really changed much. If I don't know. It's... I'm not really a shooter, a first-person shooter kind of video game player. That's more Murph's realm, and he tries to get him to play him. I just, I don't enjoy them very much. I'm terrible at Apex Legends. Very terrible. But again, we're just, him and I are just different. He's into those kind of games. He's good at them. I like games that he doesn't play or would never play. Like, I played God of War this year and really enjoyed it. It was one of the best games I ever played. He'll never touch it. Spider-Man, amazing game. I played Spider-Man yesterday, again, after I beat it twice already. I don't see him picking that one up. I play more story-driven games. You know, I just beat Kingdom Hearts 3. I like JRPGs. It, these are just, we just have different type of games. So, and that's what's good about us. We, we, ha- we offer different uh, opinions on different topics, I guess. But Apex, is it's blowing up. They got a lot of things coming up. Uh, they have a battle pass, which is going to be kind of similar to what Fortnite offered. I think it's going to be around the same price, $9.99. They already have a new map and a survival mode coming soon. So I I recommend you check it out. I've had fun playing with it with playing it with Murph, but again, I'm terrible. I think I've killed one person in it, and we've played a few times. So we'll see. If you have Twitch and you have Twitch Prime, you get free loot right now so that's worth checking out if you have twitch prime what else do we got oh google is apparently gearing up for something big at gdc 2019 the mega company is set to host a keynote presentation on march 19th at 10 a.m the rumor is they're announcing something big for the gaming world some people are even speculating that it's their very own console to compete with xbox playstation and nintendo so we'll see I don't know what that could mean. I mean, I would be interested in to see what Google if they came out with their own console. I don't know. Would I get it? It would all depend on the price point and what they offer different than I'm a PlayStation through and through. I don't have an Xbox. Never messed with Xbox. Always had PlayStation. I dabble in Nintendo. I do have a Switch. Got to got to have Smash Brothers. Got to have Smash. You just got to. It's one of those games that you gotta have. So we'll see. That's March 19th. It's a month from today. So we will... It's a month from yesterday. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it's not out of console. And it's probably gonna be some kind of VR thing. They're gonna probably come out with a VR console. Ugh. So tired of that. Let's what else we got in gaming. Jump Force came out. And I was so excited. I've been so excited since they announced it. To me it looked great. But it's got horribly bad reviews. I didn't even pick it up. I was going to, but I I didn't want to waste my money. My little brother picked it up, and I have yet to ask him what he thought of it. So I need to do that. But apparently the story is just flat. Bad. And it's all subs, so you have to read. For you dummies out there, it's not for you. Um, I heard the fighting was good. I've watched a little bit on Twitch, and it looks good. But apparently the story is just flat, which isn't 
you know, a big surprise. A lot of fighting games have weak stories. I think a lot of people were just hopeful for this one because it was such a big promise. So we'll see. Maybe it'll grow with some DLC that's supposed to be. They're supposed to get their first DLC in May. So maybe the price will drop to 40 bucks, and I'll pick it up. And I can give you an honest review of it. That's all I really got for gaming. And that's all I really got for news. So we will jump right into our... Yeah, we'll jump right into our, uh, our review of The Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy was rated 4 out of 5 from Vox, 8.5 out of 10 from IGN.com, and a 62% from Metacritic. Written by Steve Blackman and developed by Jeremy Slater, it's based on the Eisner Award-winning comic book by Gerard Way, who is also the front man for the band My Chemical Romance. And for my black ass, that doesn't mean anything. And it is drawn or illustrated by Gabrielle Ba. Both of them are executive producers on the show, so they had a little bit of input, which is good. It's always good. The basic premise revolves around seven kids born to different mothers who are brought together as young children by a man named Sir Reginald Hargreaves, who becomes their adopted dad. He assembles them into a makeshift family, helps them hone their powers, and turns them into an efficient and successful teenage superhero group known as the Umbrella Academy. It's set in the present day, but operates through a series of flashbacks. In hindsight, we see that Hargreaves was adept at teaching his kids to save the world, but less adept at fatherhood. So, he just, he wasn't, he didn't have it. He didn't have it in him. Now that the kids are grown up, they're addicts, narcissists, vigilantes, and they're all just kind of jacked up, mainly because of the superheroic experiences of their youth. They dislike each other. They all dislike each other, not just because of their clashing personalities, but because spending too much time together reminds them of who they really are. And the only thing that most of them can agree on is how much they hate the man that brought them together. One thing I can say about this show is that visually it looks good. You know, it's a testament to Netflix's budget and or probably their savvy team or maybe both. But it looks good. The sets are are well done. It's not cheaply made. It's not one of those ABC shows. And it really paints a good picture of a damaged, unhappy family because that's what it is. A lot of people are talking about it being just like the X-Men or just like X, Y, and Z. But I feel like this this show is, is really a, a story about a, a just dysfunctional family. As I mentioned before, all seven of the kids were born at the exact same time to seven different mothers. I didn't mention that part, but I'm kind of expanding on it a little bit. Some in different parts of the world on October 1st, 1989. The funny thing is those mothers weren't pregnant until the moment they gave birth. For some reason, which the show eventually reveals, Murph, he's been trying to get me to spoil everything. But every time he watches an episode, he asks me a hundred questions about it. So which the show eventually reveals that somehow Hargreaves knew about the births. 
He procured the children. Some of the mothers he paid a stupid amount of money. Uh, he gave them real names. But he preferred to use the numbers. I, I don't want to... I'm going to... So originally I planned to do... Uh, I made a list of things that were different from the comic book to the show. But I didn't want to spoil anything. It's new. It came out like, five days ago or something like that. Maybe earlier last week. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil it yet. We, may, we might still do that if, if you know, there's an episode where I have to talk about myself again. <clears throat> so without giving too much away, most of the children, there's seven of them. One through six have powers. With, but uh, obviously that means there's an exception of one, Vanya, which is Ellen Page. She's number seven. The cool thing is for the people that read the Umbrella Academy comic books, they'll they'll really appreciate how the story depicts them getting their powers on the other side of that first timers people that haven't read it or anything all we'll we'll get a kick out of trying to figure out each kid's powers like murph is he may act like he's not into it or he he's kind of into it. you know how he is you guys you guys hear how he if it has a little bit of buzz he's like nah it's not that good but he he texts me a lot about it so i can tell he gets ex- kind of giddy about trying to figure it all out You'll get you'll get a kick out of it. One thing I can say about the show is that the action sequences are great. There's two characters; they're semi antagonists. I don't know if that's giving away much, but their names are Cha Cha and Hazel. They're cool. They're like super soldiers, and it's again, it's the action sequences are great without being too cheesy. There's the the music in it. the The comedy's not too much. A lot of shows either do way too broody or way too much comedy. And I feel like this one has a good blend of the two. And again, the action scenes are are well choreographed. As you can tell, I I enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the book. I was weary about how they were going to depict a lot of the stuff from the book because it's it's so crazy. It's it's a very strange book. And strange in a good way. It's kind of... uh, it's like a wacky book, as if if I was an old man. That's how I would explain it. I was very weary <clears throat> about how it was going to be portrayed live action. Uh, even like some of the characters, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Ellen Pages. I don't know if I said that already. I think she overdid it on the the Eeyore character, like oh, dum dum dum, just beat herself up, but. Her lack of powers, I mean, they make her an outlier, and she does have a dynamic with each one of her siblings, and they're all different. Some of them want to protect her, some of them them want to overcompensate by coddling her, and the others just ignore her because they feel like she's useless. When that's just her experiences with her siblings, the rest of them have their own complicated relationships. It's, like, constantly shifting. Number one, his devotion to his dad annoys the crap out of the rest of his siblings number four has all kinds of problems where he just binges on drugs and alcohol to dull the pain because Hargreaves abused him Uh, number three her powers made her untrustworthy and so she drifted away from her brothers and sisters and then number five who when he was younger just disappeared and he's been gone and this is when they're kids so all that baggage and, and whatnot stays with them into their adult life which you know most kids that have those kind of messed up childhoods it usually 
messes something up in their adulthood. Emotional wounds are, that's the real deal. So I like how that show portrays it. I do. Again, it's a superhero movie or show, but it's not like the Marvel movies or it's not like the Marvel shows on Netflix. I feel like it did. It did a really good job at making it more of a family dynamic. So, as as you can probably tell if you watch the trailer, the ball gets rolling on the show uh, from a death in the family because it starts out, like I said, in present time where they're adults, and then it, through a series of flashbacks, you see the things that happened in their childhood. But it, they basically get to see, you know, they're forced to come together because of this death, and there's also this looming, impending apocalypse, and it's unclear who's behind it and so that kind of unravels the whole story uh, a buddy of mine d-rock he's a writer on the internet he's he's very good i read his review this morning and he had a few things to say about it which i agreed on i'll link his stuff into the show notes he said that it was a little too long which i agree it was it's 10 episodes i feel like it could have shortened it i feel like 10 episodes is is how they they pretty much do their shows now but i i it seems like they could have shortened it they tried to overdo, not overdo it, but they tried to to really keep the suspense and the secrets and keep you on the edge of your seat and wanting to know what's going on so much that 10 episodes kind of stretched that out and diluted the, the suspensefulness. It felt kind of like there were filler episodes, filler episodes, which you don't really need for a, a season one of a Netflix show. I don't know. Maybe that was me. One thing I did, one of the main things I did like about the show, and I'm big on this. You've heard me talk about it in, in the DC rants and Marvel rants. I'm really big on character development, and I feel like that is all this show is. It shows each one of the characters, and you kind of you, you kind of see them at different points of their lives, and you kind of get attached to them, but you see their growth. And, or not growth, but the character development's there and the family dynamic. I keep talking about that, but it's that's the main part of it. I, I enjoyed it. I really, I really did. And there, I'm sorry the review's not more than that. I feel like it was only a few minutes, but I don't want to spoil too much of it. It's good. If you don't have a show to watch right now on Netflix, if you're just kind of like, piddling around looking for something to watch if you watched all the murderers serial killer shows already then check it out if anything just watch the first one of it you'll know if it's in if it's for you or not so let's move on to a little bit of comic book talk So the Marvel and DC solicitations for May 2019 have came out this week, and I, I thought they were both kind of interesting. Uh, just the differences between the two. If you don't know anything about the solicitations, every month they come out with the solicitations for all the comic books coming out, or generally all the comic books coming out a few months from now. It basically lets you kind of get a teaser, and it also shows you... It's interesting to see the books that are out now and how they'll lead up to those books. 
I'm not going to go through the whole list of DC or Marvel, but with DC, I'm not really interested. I mean, I'm interested in some of the things. I, I need to pick up Doomsday Clock. I, I've only read the first two issues. I was kind of waiting for it to end, but in May it's on issue 11. So I'll need to pick it up and catch up with that. I've heard good things about it. My buddy Pat has read it and said it was good. Heroes in Crisis is still going on, and it's it's a really confusing story. It's good, but it's really confusing. So if you haven't picked it up, I, I suggest, it's a good time to do it now. The first five issues, I feel like you you can get into it. And then I don't know. They're just not they're they're not doing a lot for me in May. They're still pumping out Deathstroke books. I thought that would end. I feel like they did that because Deathstroke was cast as or Joe Magnello was cast as Deathstroke in what was supposed to be the Justice League sequel. But that is obviously not happening anymore. As I mentioned before, De- Deceased, Deceased, number one comes out, and we'll just see. We'll see if that's a if that's an alternate universe or what. I don't know. I don't know. I'll still be looking at Justice League. That that's good. The Year of the Villains comes starts in in May, May first. So that's cool. Well, one book that did catch my eye. They're black labels. So DC came out with this more mature label under their brand called Black Label. And, and there is a book coming out written by Scott Snyder. Uh, the art's by Greg Rapullo and Jonathan Glapian. Glop, Don't know. But I, I do like Scott Snyder and I do like Greg Rapullo. So it's worth a look. The premise, it's called Batman Last Night on Earth. The premise is Batman wakes up in Arkham Asylum, young and completely sane. And he was never Batman. So, we'll see. We'll see. It looks good. I mean, the cover just has Batman. But he's walking with what looks to be a lantern. But it's the Joker's head in it. So, we'll see. Oh, yeah. And earlier we talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman. The third installment in that series comes out May 1st, celebrating the 80th anniversary of Batman and the 35th anniversary of TMNT. So it's cool. The heroes have battled the evil Foot Clan in Gotham and Bane in New York, and now the Krang has gotten its hands on the most dangerous technologies in the DC Universe. It's just a fun book. It's not anything to be taken too seriously. It's just good old fun. Over at Marvel, though, for their solicitations, they're focusing all of their books on the War of the Realms, which is supposed to be this big story arc that's coming out, obviously, this year. They took a break. I think both companies took a break from big story arcs because they were just laying them on thick, one after the other. And this is this is the first, I think, whole franchise-wide one that they've done in a while. It's, it's interesting. It's War of the Realms. Apparently, Malekith, the Thor antagonist has been working behind the scenes for the past few months in comic books since it's probably years but yeah gathering just enticing this war between all the different realms and it ends up on midgar aka earth and there's just some cool there's some cool looking books yeah which some of them are really strange i don't know what they're going for but We'll see. Let's let's go down this list. This Avengers book, 18, 19, and 20, looks like it ties in. The Avengers are having to work with Squadron, Supreme, the cover. They're just beating the crap out of Frost Giants. It seems that Venom, 
is even crossed over into it, and we'll elaborate that more in a second. As Guardians of the Galaxy, I've always thought it was a weird book. Ah, the new Agents of Atlas was cool. Is cool. I have always liked the Agents of Atlas because it's a lot of the characters on there are Asian, and that's a part of my DNA. So I like to represent when I can. A cool thing about that is three of the characters it looks like that are in the new Agents of Atlas are making their comic book debut. They were introduced into the Marvel Future Fight mobile game, but they never were on paper or anything. But this is their introduction into the into the 616 so that's pretty cool the comic book that has caught my eye the most and this was before i even saw the solicitation list they announced this it's called the deadliest avengers face their deadliest foes savage avengers number one and this roster just seems weird i'll read off the characters from the cover I'm assuming that makes the roster. Wolverine, obviously the leader. He's back in full force. He's in all the books. It's it's Wolverine. Electra, Punisher, Brother Voodoo, which is like the black Doctor Strange, but with obviously Voodoo. Venom, because he's big right now, and Conan the Barbarian, which is a big what? So let's see. Let's see what the synopsis is. Uh, yeah. We envision the threat, a magical green zone where the evil wizards of Conan's world are trading spells with the hand of Japan. Weird. Conan is on a very Conan-like mission. He's heard a tale of an amulet, so he's chasing it. And the evil magic sorcerers are doing something that would be a Marvel Avengers problem. So, it's gonna be a weird book. But we'll see. And then the other books, they've, they have all these different teams built up from various characters in the Marvel Universe. It's The titles are all The War of Realms, and for instance, this one is Strike Force, The Dark Elf Realm, which has <laughs> Thor's mom, Blade, yes, Blade, Wesley Snipes, Ghost Rider, She-Hulk, and Punisher. Strange. The next one is War of Realms Strike Force, The War Avengers, which is led by what seems to be Captain Marvel. It has Deadpool on the team, Venom, Winter Soldier, Lady Sif, Black Widow, Captain Britain, which I'm excited to see Captain Britain back. It's been a while. And this stupid character, Weapon H, which is basically the Hulk with Wolverine's adamantium bones and claws. So we'll, we'll see. The next one is Strike Force, The Land of Giants, which is a cool team. It's got Captain America, The Heroes for Hire, Iron Fist and Luke Cage, Spider-Man and Wolverine. That's a that's a solid team. I like those guys. One I'm most interested in is Giant Man, and it has all the all the versions of Iron Man that are out right now. So there's a new guy who's Giant Man. Don't really I can't remember his name. Bill Foster's son, the new Goliath. Scott Lang, Ant-Man, and then a character called Atlas from the Thunderbolts who grows just like Giant Man. So that's cool. Spider-Man, of course, gets his own team. Spider-Man and the League of Realms, which I don't really know any of these characters. It's Spider-Man leading them. Let's see if any of these names ring a bell. The Webhead must do the unthinkable and lead Screwbeard the Dwarf. Nope. Ood the Troll. Roblood Root Roe Bloodroot, the wizard, Sir Ivory Honeyshot, the light elf, 
and the mountain giant into battle. Yeah, no. So it's it's a lot of War Realm stuff in May. So May may not be a, a, a good. I, I just hate having to buy all those tie-in issues. So May might not be a solid month for me buying comic books. It just doesn't seem like it. As far as this week goes, uh, Avengers. I'm not picking that up because they've done. They started out really strong, but they're on issue 15 right now, and it's it's all about vampires. I'm not really into it. Venom. I haven't been able to get into it. They're doing a weird story about his secret origin. Uncanny X-Men's good because Cyclops is back and Wolverine's back, and it's kind of like a buddy cop movie where they're trying to figure out where the rest of the X-Men are. So that's probably the only one I'm picking up. Maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Always going to pick those up. And then there's just a bunch of weird ones. Wolverine Infinity Watch, not reading that. No Road Home, not reading that. Shuri, not reading that. Old Man Quill was a book that I thought had potential because it was like Old Man Logan. But the first issue just kind of fell flat. Didn't seem like anything new. This book's dumb. Number one of Hulk Vereens. So the Weapon H character, which is the Hulk. He basically has Hulk DNA and then Wolverine bones and claws. Well, in this book, I guess he's fighting Wolverine and the Hulk, which they should just destroy him because they're the best. And then the rest of the books from Marvel are pretty much Captain Marvel heavy because the movie's about to come out. So I I bet they're going to be pushing out a lot of that the next few days. So we'll see. DC, there's nothing I'm picking up this week. I'll pick up Nightwing just because I've always been a Nightwing fan. fan. He lost his memory. Now he's assumed this identity of Rick Grayson, which is dumb. But I'll see where that goes. And I'm still reading the Justice League. The Legion of Doom is uh, taking over. So they're doing pretty good. Everyone's been crapping on Image lately. I'm still an Image fan. This week I'll be picking up Savage Dragon, number 242. And I'll also be picking up Bitter Root number four. If you guys have any suggestions on books that I should add, ooh, someone suggested East of West, but it's on number forty-one, so I'll have to start over. I'll have to start from the beginning. So I will. I think they're producing a film or a TV show off of it for Amazon Prime. So maybe that'll be good to pick up. If you guys have any other books that you can recommend for me to pick up on my pull list, I would love to add them and check them out but other than that i think we're circling the drain this was weird talking to myself for so long spitting off just random facts and knowledge i don't know i hope you guys enjoyed it if you stuck around this long you are an angel and i owe you one but tune in next week we will turn it we will return to your regular broadcast Murph and I will be here. I uh, We'll just make it happen. Which is kind of a bold statement because I'll be out of town all week. And we'll make it happen. We'll figure it out. But that's all I got, folks. So, catch you next time.